listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 98, where we will be discussing uh, the Praetor Lupus and the Spiral lab- Labyrinth. <laughs> I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And Amanda is on maternity leave. Oh, dang leave. it. <laughs> I was waiting. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every time. We will never, like, we just won't get used to it. It's just going to be the way it is. So this is episode 98. Um, so our 100th episode is coming up. Uh, we still, I'm not sure. Uh, one person wrote in uh, and suggested that we have, like, our significant others on. Um I don't know that that is going to happen. <laughs> I might be able to convince my husband who has read the books uh, to come on for like a minute, but um, I, I don't know that we would be able to capture his attention for that long. <laughs> Potentially. Robin, you have to tell people what you're doing right now. I can't. It just I felt it and it got me. <laughs> I got like rogue chin hair. I want to get it out. <laughs> I felt it. It's like that Dane Cook's good. I heard it and it came out. <laughs> okay, so the write-in that I was going to tell you is yes. on the same. She had something else on the same one. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, That's okay. So yeah. Anyway, write in. Tell us, please, what to do for our hundredth episode. We're two episodes away, and we don't know what we're gonna do. Um, we're gonna try to um, maybe see if we can. Uh, Get Amanda maybe to pre-record or rope something in just to, you know. Yeah, that would be cool. So, yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. But um, then, Robin, you have a the, uh, the other part of this same write-in. <clears throat> okay, so the suggestion for the significance others was from Catherine. She had a write-in before that. We're just out of order. It's fine. Mm-hmm. So she wrote in off of episode 97 when we were talking about the secrets of Blackthorn Hall. And um, she had a prediction on who the ghost might be. So I'm going to read this little snippet from her write-in. And it says, When you were discussing the possibilities of who the ghost of Blackthorn Hall might be, what if Cassie completely flips the script and something goes haywire and the ghost is Anna? She's known to dress almost only in men's clothes. And if their voice isn't distinguished when Magnus talks to them, maybe they're all just misled to believe it's a male. Just a thought. Maybe. Oh my God. I, don't I like was that. like, yes, but no. Yeah, exactly. Like, yes, I but love no. the plot twist. <laughs> and it was like, you specifically were talking about how like men's shoes yeah. are very like noticeable in fashion and stuff. And I'm like, oh my God. Yes. It's like, I feel like I'm living in a murder board and I get to piss pieces together. And I said piss instead of pick, <laughs> but I'm into it. I mean, obviously, I don't want it to be Anna. No, no, I don't either. I don't either, for sure. But what a twist and like a good twist that would fit the little markings. Yeah, that would be that would be fucked up. And I'm not interested in that storyline. Thank you very much. <laughs> as as wonderfully articulate and uh, conspiracy theory e as it is. No, thank you. Please. It's a character we don't know that we're just getting introduced yeah. to. That's who yeah. it is. Just, please don't hurt any of my people. Please. Fuck. It's Wolsey Scott. <laughs> That's why he's saying silver. Silver? That's so <laughs> fucked up. Oh. 
that laugh. I really needed to record today. This, 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 you know, few hours a week that we get really does bring joy to my life. Right. For real. Um, wow. Yeah. No, a great theory, but also the worst theory ever. Please don't put that into the universe. I don't want Cassie to pick up on that. No, thanks. (laughs) I'm she already... hasn't figured. She hasn't decided yet. She's going on and reading all the blog posts to figure out how many people are guessing right. of who it could be. Oh, by the way, I got my old chair back, so I hope you guys enjoy the squeak. Oh, yay! Um, yeah, I, dude, I'm already like emotionally distraught from reading the latest installment of Blackthorn Hall. Fuck, I'm like, don't, yep. I can't. I can't. Don't you dare. The emotional implication in that letter is just too much. So, anyways, we're going to cut the chit-chat, and we're going to kick things off with Robin and the Praetor Lupus. Yeah. Tell me about okay, it. so, listen, Stun. Linda. <laughs> I thought there was going to be much more, like... Same information and there's not as much as I thought there was Mm -hmm. um so I was thinking about going back to just werewolves in general Mm -hmm. and I um ran out of time to do that (laughs) and I was like maybe maybe if we did a separate episode just on like the history of where these things started we could save it for there where and then the the only thing i could think of was like a picture of a wolf going like where (laughs) like it was so it's like a w-h-e-r-e wolf like a werewolf it tells you like directions it's like google maps is a werewolf because it tells you where to go okay anyway the praetor (laughs) as we all know was founded by wolsey scott in the late 19th century and so Backstory on Wolsey, which we get obviously in the Dark Artifices. Um, Wolsey and his brother Ralph were born into a werewolf family. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we've discussed this as much. I know, I feel like we did, wondering like if two werewolves would have, like, is there like a 50 50 chance of their children? Oh, yeah, we did the, 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 the square, uh-huh. didn't we? Having like a because your like genealogy and your genes passing down mm-hmm. and stuff, so like two werewolf parents could have werewolf children. Yeah, and um, they're in like they have money and stuff, just like everybody mm-hmm. else in the Shadowhunter universe, because they're more interesting that way. But when Wolsey was young, their parents were murdered by Shadowhunters for a quote misunderstanding. Right, and to me, the only thing in my head is like this is like benedict's lightwood's death on record yeah like a misunderstanding okay yeah Th- this is but regardless very, this is very like common for for a lot of these uh things to be just written off as a whoopsie yep. daisies <laughs> it was a fucky do oh fucky do <laughs> so like, oh i wonder why all the shadow hunters are rich fuck weird <laughs> what do they do is this blood money is that no sorry excuse me so ralph does what any older brother in like victorian times does and he decides to like raise his younger brother wolsey Mm -hmm. okay um which he does while also being head of the london pack oh so he's 
the alpha Double duty raising his younger brother and we've He's met strong Rosie working briefly. dad thank you i know <laughs> that, <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like uh the the um whatchamacallit that sounds like the plot to brotherly love it's <laughs> like are all the werewolves just like good like husbands and good fathers they're just all real good dads he protect he attack, he attack. <laughs> yeah so um uh papa. he's sorry i have my notes and i tried to do it like you with bullet points mm. anyway in the mid 1800s He's the leader of the London Wolf Pack, and he's also one of the members, like one of the people that's actively trying to get the accords signed. Mm -hmm. So he's, you know, the only thing I could think of was just like the suffrage movement, right? Mm -hmm. So he's like part of it. He's he's in it. He wants, you know, whatever. And as we know from Wolsey, he's like, Wolsey's character is very lackadaisical, mm -hmm. right? What did you say? Said, he's like, get wolves the vote. Get wolves the vote. Exactly. <laughs> And um, anyway, he's dealing with like 19th century shadow hunters. Okay. He's trying to get the wolves to vote. Mm -hmm. He's dealing with kind of shadow hunters are arrogant normally. I mean, not our beloved like first person characters because, mm -hmm. you know, we're not talking like Emma and Julian anyway. But he's like with dickholes like. Uh, I mean, Jace is a dickhole. I mean, he is, but I'm talking like um, Inquisitors, like yeah, yeah, Imogen. We, we, whatever the curse of the Inquisitor is that makes them all dicks. Right. He's dealing with people like that. Mm -hmm. So during one of the meetings that they're having on the Accords, his temper flares and he like dramatically scratches the table. And I'm assuming he just went like wolf hands. Uh-huh. Just the hands. Yeah. And was just... So the meeting's dis disbanded, and um, they all leave. Uh -huh. And on their way back home, they get shy surprised by some fucking demons. Aw. And so they're at, this after like the council. At, right. It's Camille, Magnus, and Roderick Morgenstern. And they're all kind of like. <gasps> A Morgenstern? Ralph's, yeah. Ralph's in trouble. Mm -hmm. And all of them come together to fight the demons. Mm -hmm. So it's like. They all kind of rally together to fight these demons off Ralph, but um, it's not enough to kind of like seal everything because Ralph thinks the shadow hunters are trying to set them up. And the shadow hunters think that the person slaps wolves brought the demons with them. So it's like, regardless of all the progress they've made, they're still kind of wary of each other. And after all the clustering and the fucking, Ralph is like, nah, I'm out. Like, I'm not interested in doing this anymore. This is a lost cause. Not into it. But wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we go any further, hold on. So instead of thinking, hmm, maybe these demons just attacked people as they do, you know, how like our whole mandate is to protect people from demons because demons are real and demons do attack people. Um, we're just going to put that to the side at, because that's the most obvious answer. Okay. We're going to put that to the side because it couldn't possibly be the most obvious answer. Right? No. And then we're going to be like, okay, the werewolves somehow, even though they don't have magic, were able to harness these demons and bring them with the, what the fuck Morgan Stern. Okay. So apparently it's not him. They've all been idiots. 
It wasn't. Oh, him. it wasn't. It was just the reg- just the rest of the shadow no. hunters. Aloysius is involved. Oh, and he's suspicious. He's malicious, as you are. <laughs> this is not delicious, Aloysius. Come on. Get your priorities straight here. I thought it was going to die. It's back. Thank God. God damn it. Thank God we get to talk about him again. So. He puts the accord work to the side. But one good thing did come out of their attempted accord meeting. Hijacking. Shia surprising. Mm -hmm. And that was that Ralph met Camille. Oh. Mm. Uh-oh. And at this time, like, Magnus is involved. And Magnus likes, he's, like, digging on Camille. And so is Ralph. But he notices that, like, basically Ralph needs it more than he does. So he's like, I'll step back. Okay. Oh. I'm a step to Very the side, noble okay? of Magnus. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> so Ralph and Camille are, like, getting a little, like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, if you know what I mean. And we've all read Clockwork Angel on the podcast, so you do, in fact, know what I mean. They loved each other until Morty hired a hit on Ralph and had him killed. So I have a question. So Tell me. we've heard from, like, this information, is this from the wiki? Yeah, it's from the Shadowhunter wiki. Okay, so... Everything on this is from the Shadowhunter wiki. I do have something from another page, but I cited my sources on it. Oh, that. okay, cool, cool, cool. Let me, sorry, I should have elaborated. I just, I, I just wondered if, like, because we knew De Quincey was working for the Magister. Was, so was this, like, part of the Magister's uh-huh. plan? And De Quincey's yeah, the one that killed was... him, but but Morty was the one that told De Quincey to? Is that the situation? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's like re- when regurgitating information, you all know anyway. Yeah. This part of it. Whatever. So after Ralph died, after his brother's death, the London person slash wolves elected Wolsey to lead them, thinking that he would be white with rage and anger and avenge his brother's death. And he kind of basically, as we know, mm-hmm. he doesn't really, I don't think he really wants it. He's more involved in like. He's a lover, not a fighter. And these art stuff and, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So instead of going on a murderous rampage, Wolsey founded the Praetor Lupus, which literally means wolf guardians. And the reason he did it is because it's like basically one of Ralph's dying wishes. Like after he got done with the accords Mm -hmm. and he wasn't going to do it anymore, he decided that he wanted to start this organization, Praetor Lupus. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if he wanted to call it Praetor Lupus or he just wanted the organization, but that's what it was called. And the name is um, from... This organization, the name of the organization is based off of the elite Roman military force called the Praetorians. Mm -hmm. Who are the Praetorians, you might ask? Tell me. Well, I feel like that's like my third grade, like writing an essay. That's my hook. Yep. That's my thesis hook. Yep. (laughs) Um, If you ask Wikipedia, Mm -hmm. they were, quote, obviously a unit of Imperial Roman army. That served as personal bodyguards and intelligence agents to Roman empires. In ancient Rome, praetors were either civic or military leaders. The I'm going to say this wrong, so just roll with it. Mm-hmm. The praetoriani <laughs> were initially elite. Yep. 
were initially elite guards for military praetors under the Republic. As the Republic ended, the first emperor, Augustus, set up an elite guard of basically praetorians to protect himself. And just another tidbit on them. Mm-hmm. So The article was very long and I read it through twice and I'm just kind of trying to whatever. So I went to read it on Wikipedia and then I decided to double check the fact source. So I got on this place called historyofyesterday.com mm-hmm. and their little factoids, if you will, is that the Praetorian Guard was unpopular amongst the citizens of Rome. The Praetorians behaved like mobsters. Extortion, bribes, and violence were their trademarks. Mm. They assassinated 13 Roman empires, an astonishing rate of murders for a unit whose sole purpose was the protection of the empire. And it all began with the assassination of Caligula. Um, The Praetorians appointed Caligula's uncle, Claudius, as the new emperor. So basically, so the new emperor came into power, and they were supposed to basically gift the praetors the money to like buy their protection Mm -hmm. and if they didn't think it was enough or they were doing something they didn't want they would kill the emperor and then find the next person to come in that would pay the money and you motherfuckers thought you didn't need to know who the fuck caligula was okay right (laughs) and honestly after doing this research like i don't see the similarities between that and the praetor lupus i don't i don't like i don't get it but like but it is important to note that based on the information that Victorians would have about the Romans, they may, may, might not have had that much information. They might have only known that they were the protectors of the emperor or whatever. Like, protectors. Like, that that was their, like, mission statement. Mm-hmm. Like, the shadow right. hunters. That's- They're basically just wolf that's- shadow hunters. That's fair. At Zen wolf shadow hunters. <laughs> okay regardless of what we've might have called and information that we've got now back to then Mm -hmm. the praetor lupus as we know it in the shadow hunter universe Mm -hmm. was established to help track down and aid new downworlders on their journey to know the shadow world the praetor intervened before you can turn all queen maureen of the dead they're, basically they're all life coaches dude <laughs> which like i wanted so i wonder obviously they're not there all the time but it must be that thing where it's like you hear of like odd things happening or a disturbance so then like there's a disturbance to go to go like investigate discovery what it is you know what i you know what i would say i would say the praetor lupus is probably more technologically advanced because Mm -hmm. werewolves tend not to live very long they tend to be pretty young so i would think that they would be bringing in new technology right um well they don't think mundanes are idiots and won't use their a lot and a lot of them were mundanes before you you know so Uh i i would like if you're like Sorry. No, it's okay. I would like to think that the Praetor Lupus is like the way the TV show shows Shadowhunters. Like that's actually the Praetor Lupus, and the Shadowhunters right. are still like basically using like oil lamps. <laughs> like, uh huh. It's so funny that that part always killed me. It's like they're so against like mundane surgery and mundane this and mundane mm-hmm. that, and like they use cell phones for the convenience, right? And like lighting and like electron like a gas range or whatever mm-hmm. for the convenience, but there's no way they would have all that computer equipment. Like, right. 
Okay. Anyway. Can we, oh, just for a second, can we talk about, like, the medical thing? The Like, the hang-up that shadow hunters have on medical stuff? Okay, like, I understand you wouldn't want a shadow hunter going into a hospital and having their blood drawn because there's something inherently different about their blood. So, like, I can understand uh-huh. from that viewpoint. But why wouldn't you have shadow hunters go to medical school? So you had, like actual practical medical experience uh-huh. and I, knowing the bones of the body and stuff right and, and i know the 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 uh silent brothers have their you know whatever but the silent brothers can't do everything that you know the the medical world uh-huh. can do so it's like it's like you would think that wouldn't you want like extra layers of security i i don't know i just feel like Right. You're really depending well, on whether Magnus is going to be available to come heal your ass. Right. <laughs> well, maybe they don't get disease like we do. Maybe. Like, do they they yeah. probably don't die from influenza. Probably. Probably. They only die from, like, battle Maybe they wounds. don't get diabetes. Like, you'd think stuff like, they you know. They don't get diabetes. Like, they'd have. Well, there's, like, type 1 diabetes. You know, what if someone's born with type 1? You need insulin to live. Right. No, no, for sure. Maybe they just don't get those sort of things because of their angelic I was just thinking so of they don't... Wilfred Brimley as a shadow hunter. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know, so they don't need the medicine to be able to fix right. it? I don't know. And like an Arazi can heal a broken bone And that or would whatever. make sense if they had like angel blood or whatever. Like, okay, mm-hmm. sure. I can, I can easily justify you can buy that. It. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So. <laughs> Sorry about that sidebar. Sorry. I love it. <laughs> No, I love it. I don't have much more because there's not a ton. Yeah. So the Praetor goes out, meets the, the vampires, warlocks that maybe don't know what they are. They're mm-hmm. confused. And other person slash wolves. And they kind of help rehabilitate them. They're assigned to charge. They take care of them. They're in, in charge of making sure that person is good to go. <clears throat> and so after they're rehabilitated... The person slash wolf, if it is one, can either choose to join the Praetor mm-hmm. or, like, join a local pack or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, which the Praetor Lupus is specifically just wolves. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't think a vampire could join. Are they allowed? At this point. Are they allowed to be lone wolves? Or do they have to join a pack or, like, be associated? <laughs> they have to. Do they have to, like, affiliate themselves? Is it, like, prison? I, I feel like... <laughs> I feel like if, <clears throat> sorry, I don't know why every time I do this, I have a, like a thing in my throat. I feel like depending on the wolf's personality, mm-hmm. maybe it would be like a judge of character, but it said specifically on the Wikipedia, like if they don't want to join the pack, they can join the Praetor Lupus mm-hmm. is what it said. As So that's technically the canon. In my head, I'm thinking like, I don't know how many werewolves are lone wolves anyway, because they're like pack oriented. Right. You know me. But I, I just like don't like could. being told what to do. I, I don't like I, being boxed into a corner. I'm like, what do you mean I only get two choices? What do you mean I don't get to choose for myself? Yeah. Question you would never make everything. it as a wolf in Twilight. You have to imprint. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. I would fight that shit. <laughs> like, you don't tell me. You don't tell me. That Listen, I'm body. in love with a baby. Get out of here. Fucking weird ass shit. Renesme. <laughs> okay, so I've I should take a poll on here. Mm-hmm. My daughter asked if she could read Twilight. 
It's been so long yeah. since I've read it. She's 10. Like, that should be fine, right? She's watched crazier shit on TV. Right? I feel like that should be fine. As long as you, like, have a conversation with her and, like, let her know how not romantic Edward is. Mm-hmm. I, I feel I feel like context is important. So, like, Bryn, I, I'll let her read just about anything. She's not – but she she's much older, obviously. She's not 10 years old. <laughs> she's right. almost 14. Um, but she's very mature in the way of the way she looks at the world and the way she consumes media and stuff. And she's very like, she likes to pick it apart and think about like storytelling and and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm okay with her doing pretty much, you know, I mean, within reason, right. She's not going to like off watching porn or anything, but I mean, I used to read like Dean Coons and books when I was in fifth grade. Right. Right. So probably wasn't great. I, I don't constrict her too much, but when she is reading something, if if there is something like that's maybe a new topic or a new idea to her or something, I always make sure that like we have a conversation about it um, before, and then we get to have a conversation after she reads. Just just so mm-hmm. I'm like I'm making sure her messaging is right, like what she's picking up from it is right, because it's like uh-huh. yeah, like sure you could watch twilight or or read the book or or whatever but as long as like we know that this is janky like this isn't like it's not okay for a guy to sneak in your room and just stare at you and watch you sleep for two weeks like that's not cool that's not love that's a stalker right right (laughs) it's like setting those boundaries i think i think it's fine (laughs) okay that's fair well because i read them when i was like 21 right because that's when they were popular and coming out and yeah yeah so I didn't have to think about it at that I'm like can't you just start with Harry Potter like can we start there right but at least Twilight is not like overly sexual it's not like there's none of that and at least I thought I remembered that but I wasn't sure so I had to ask yeah yeah no they say because because Edward's old-fashioned and so he saves himself till marriage so like they don't have sex until like the fourth book Mm-hmm. But it's not like it's off screen. It's not like in detail or anything like that. And I think you right. would let her watch the movie. You'd let her watch Twilight, right? I'm sure. Right. And and the, the first book is not anything like that. And who knows if it'll hold her attention. That's they fair. are long books. It would just be like that. She really likes um, like the. God, I can't think of the right word. They're not like comics, but they kind of are. Graphic novels. She likes oh, graphic novels. Yes. Yes. Bryn, Bryn, or like Bryn's all, yeah, she's she's not really into the graphic novels as much. Like so, sometimes she'll do like manga. Mm-hmm. Um, she loves fan fiction. Who doesn't? Right? Um, and she loves Stephen King. She reads a little bit of Stephen King. I mean, if that's not... <laughs> It's fair. It's fine. Although, like I, I just said, I read Dean Coon's books when I was in fifth right, grade. Yeah. So, like, whatever. That's what's wrong with me. I figured it out <laughs> right now. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, that's that's what's wrong with me. When I was nine and ten, I didn't. I I came. I was a latchkey kid, and I came home and I watched Seinfeld and Friends and Frasier, and that shaped my entire worldview. <laughs> I love it. I will say I do think that if she read Twilight, she, 
you guys would have so much fun hate watching the movie. Oh, yeah. Like, especially with how cutting Adriana can be. (laughs) Dude, where did she get that? It's not from me. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) You're like cackling. That was one of those. I don't know where that comes from. (laughs) Okay, back to our regularly scheduled program. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um... If they choose to join the Praetor, new recruits are trained at the Praetor House, which is in New York. And for some reason in my head, I was thinking it was in London. And I knew it wasn't. Like, once I was reading more, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Duh. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's in New York. Each recruit is signed a room. And it's like theirs to keep even after they graduate. So they train in the Praetor House. Um, once they're, like, full members... Um, I'm getting out of order. So once they do become full members, they're assigned to their own charges and they're sent to guide their own set of downloader babes. Okay. Mm. That's what they do. So did they move? I wonder, did they move the Praetor Lupus from London to New York during World War Two? Maybe. Just, and the only reason I think that is because we've heard that there was like, obvi- because of all the craziness that was happening in London, uh-huh. it was like, you know, people were, trying to get away right especially to establish maybe something like that i yeah. don't know so once they're full-fledged members um they wear gold medallions with a wolf's paw print and an engraving of i'm gonna say this wrong because it's <laughs> in latin it's just as good as boy <laughs> sorry um i it's i i can't say it mm-hmm. bt bellicosi Greatest boy. <laughs> Blessed are the warriors, but very close. I like it. I like good as boy better. Yeah. <laughs> the design was made by Jacob Shaw, who is a ghost ifrit, a.k.a. a warlock born without magic, but is easily disguised um, like a warlock bark. So they live in mundane society. Mm. And this dude designed the symbol. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, and the, um, the Praetor fully envelops themselves on their task of helping downward dollars and they don't mingle or get involved with politics or shadow hunter drama, which there is a lot this, of, however, huh? which there is a lot of, yeah, this of course, as we all know, was overlooked when Maya and Jordan convinced Praetor Scott to let them use their library to find an antidote to save daddy Luke, which we're all thankful mm-hmm. for. Um, and this seems more like um, the Praetor of their namesake because Maya promises that Luke will use his person slash wolf cancel seat to ensure that the Praetor Lupus has a voice through him. Mm. So it's like we're going to like negotiate yeah. and do this politic thing. And Scott's like, you promised you made you better make good on your word. Mm-hmm. So like it was a thing. And um, the secession of who's in charge of the Praetor has been kept in the Scott family had been kept in the Scott family since the organization was founded. And Woolsey himself never had, like, any direct descendants. But he had plenty of nieces and nephews, like, that could take over. And the dynasty lasted all the way until the Dark War, where Sebastian and the Andarkin burned and killed all of the Praetor members, including Praetor Scott and Jordan Kyle. Yeah, I remember that happening and being like, I'm sorry, 
did we just fridge an entire fucking like subsect of the population? Like, is that what just fucking happened? That was crazy. I can't believe that Sorry. happened. Right. So the Shadow Hunter Council at the time, Gia Penhallow, sent Maya Roberts a message with the seal of the Praetor and the words begin again, which she does. And she restarts rebuilding the organization with Bat. And she's been running it since 2012. With DJ so Bat. Starting... So she's trying to get it up and like running again and back on its feet. And so I'm assuming that's. And so Maya's also the head of the New York Vampire Clan. Mm -hmm. As we know, because she killed. Luke was gone. Yeah. So his seat was up for grabs. And like that one. Yeah a-hole guy was there or whatever and was and gonna then, fight him and then she jumped in and was like bitch uh -huh. you're my bitch now uh-huh <laughs> and so then she is the alpha and so she's running the clan and doing the praetor lupus stuff we love a multi and learning spanish so she can speak to bat's abuela right power player dude right anyway i feel like the Praetor is going to come, hopefully, in the Wicked Powers a little bit more so we can figure out the rest that of would like, be what's really going nice to happen to it. Like Maya's version of the Praetor. Uh -huh. I feel like she, with all of the work that's been done. So to me, the Praetor was set in, like started in the, you know, mm -hmm. like I said, 19th century. And the reason why Ralph started the Praetor was because the Accords were going sour. Mm -hmm. And so I think it was very much like we're werewolves. We're going to be together. F like the shadow hunters or whatever. Mm -hmm. They would just go out and kill that fledgling vampire that's yeah. running amok. Yeah. Because it's what they do. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to try to rehabilitate and give these people a thing because we're whatever. I think Maya and how things are going with Alec on council because she helps yeah. kind of um, she's helped Alec. Mm -hmm. And them on their like their war room council council and stuff, and they are definitely more co like yeah, cooperative. She's a, she's a strong ally for sure, right? So I wonder if they might expand it from Praetor Lupus to like any downwarder can join or any you know. Yeah, Shadow Hunters obviously probably couldn't because they have like the mandate to do like Shadow Hunter shit, right? But like and like that might be something that would be really cool for like an Ifrit to be able to do, right? And I, could you know, if they see, wanted, I could see just Maya's personality, that being something that uh -huh. she would be into. Um, uh -huh. And I really, I, I hope you're right. I really do hope that we get to see some of Maya's hard work pay off and we get to see it in the Wicked Powers. Because mm -hmm. I feel like, I mean, Maya's very much a tertiary character, right? She's not, she's not even in our second tier. She doesn't really, when she gets a point of view, it's usually once in a book and you know mm -hmm. it, it's 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 to, tell, to enhance the it's yeah it's other people's stories exactly it's to enhance the overall narrative more than usually her individual we do get some moments but mostly especially her accomplishments we've only really been told about them so i'd like to be able mm -hmm. to see her in a position of power and see how she really like now that she's had time to come into her own like she's not just like jumping in and being like uh, listen to me because uh -huh. i said so you know <laughs> she has more of well, authority to her i just i want to see maya being a boss bitch like i just i just need I to see also, it 
sorry no yeah let me keep trying to talk while you're talking i agree i also think that so maya's in charge of the london where person slash wolves Mm -hmm. and lily chen's in charge of the vampire clan i said london but that's not what i meant new york yeah yeah yeah. new york sorry sorry i'm in two different book worlds here obviously and they're and we mm -hmm. and ghost of the shadow market Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can hear that or I not. I can't. The shower's running. Okay. So in Ghost of the Shadow Market, Lily was dropped in a couple different stories. Yeah. She's going to come into play. And, and so it's like, to me, I'm thinking like there has to be, I loved her. Like all those nicknames she was calling Jim. Fucking brother Snagaraya. Oh my God. <laughs> Literally like laughing. So I'm crying. Yes. Like, cause it was so funny. Um, So like there has to be, to me, there has to be a reason why they're, introducing her as a character that way so i'm really hoping well and you haven't read the red scrolls i haven't she is in the red scrolls as well well and we obviously worked firsthand with luke Mm -hmm. duh yeah and Raphael was a big character yeah yeah he played a. I mean not like front and center all the time but like he was part of the main stuff and he you know he played a very like specific and important role in the narrative (laughs) of the first series for sure Mm -hmm. for sure so I'm hoping obviously I don't want what happened to Raphael to happen to Lily or whatever well but I'm hoping that they're in those positions so we get more of them in the wicked powers Cool. Anyway, that's all I have. I'm sure there's other little tidbits and stuff I probably missed, but that's the general like sweet overview of the Praetor. I'm hoping, like I said, we'll be able to see them a little bit more in the Wicked Powers with Maya and, and Bat. Yeah. It'll be good. Uh-huh. It'll be good. You have way more than I did on the Spiral Labyrinth because there's literally no backstory. Um, so the Spiral Labyrinth, um, let's see. So we don't really know a lot about the spiral labyrinth we don't know where it's at even though uh-huh. nephilim don't know um the a popular theory is that it's maybe like in some sort of like pocket like dimensional pocket that's not really Ooh. in this plane like it's like a secret magical area or whatever do you i don't know if you're getting into this mm-hmm. but is it kind of like the silent city where you can like reach it from different places we don't know okay what's your theory what do you think i i think i think it's it's not as physical so so i think that the reason the silent city is set up with these entrances in different cities is because um nephilim in and of themselves are not inherently magic and so they can't Mm -hmm. create anything right so they have to have a place to go in order to get in so i do think that the spiral labyrinth you can access it from wherever i i think it's just you have to be a warlock and be able to cast the the spell in order to get in like wherever it is or whatever mm-hmm. i feel like i feel like they might have like a praetor lupus situation where new warlocks they're like oh here's the code or whatever um <laughs> <laughs> but it's not the spiral labyrinth is is less like a place for warlocks to go and more like a research institute and like mm-hmm. like think like library of alexandria but like for warlocks in mm-hmm. this you know 
place. And then they do, um, they do have their own like laws within. Okay. But we don't know what they are because we're not warlocks and they're very secretive. So the most of what <laughs> the spiral labyrinth is, is really the things that we've seen from the small like excerpts and stuff. Um, uh huh. And pretty much everything about it is shrouded in mystery. Oh, oh, that's right. Okay. So it's like this underground, like, headquarters for all the warlocks in the world. And they keep, like, records and apparently their records and, like, knowledge and, like, their their wealth of backlog or whatever is like rivaled to what the silent brothers have like they're they've been around for like a long time um do you think they keep like spell books there too yeah they yeah they keep all kinds of stuff there can you imagine like you have to like check out the spell book but it still has like the stamp like an elementary school (laughs) and so like you go get it and you can check the stamp to see who had it before merlin check this out wow (laughs) shit I'm in good company. Okay, so let's get into it. So the age of the spiral labyrinth is not known. The earliest Nephilim writings um, say that it was already considered ancient at the time of Elphis the Unsteady. Okay, so Elphis the Unsteady was an ancient warlock um, and the first downworlder that Jonathan Shadowhunter, like, had any like interaction with okay so they became friends um and then Mm. that like precedent of that of like warlocks being friends with shadow hunters and like helping them um lasted for like 400 years um and then he's said to be the brother of another warlock that we don't know anything about um so Elphis the Unsteady, this ancient warlock, wrote um, this, like, Nephilim-approved demonology book. Like, basically putting together, like, everything that the first generation of Shadowhunters knew. And, like, basically creating, like, a record for them. Okay. Um, Like, he'd compile all this information from, like, personal experiences from these Shadowhunters. And then, like offer commentary and stuff on like other demonologies that were in the world before shadow hunters came about when people thought they knew like you know this all the stories are true right so like connecting Uh what's actually true to what how it was painted in the fairy tales kind of a thing and the reason he did this is because new shadow hunters often would possess some foreknowledge of downworld that turned out to be entirely false and based on popular incorrect texts so like they read dracula and then they think that they know what vampires are about and they're like "Mm, yes vampires are real but this is actually what they're like not whatever the fuck they don't sparkle (laughs) every time we say like all i can think of is what we do in the shadows like nandor like fuck i love them for real so them trying to take over the city council is the most beautiful thing i've ever seen Dude, when I watched that and they introduced Colin Robinson, I'm like, dude, we all know that guy. Yeah. 
everybody has met that guy. And I just ever now every time I'm going to come into contact with someone like that, I'm just going to assume that they're an energy vampire and it's going to make the whole thing just yes. excellent. The, the energy vampire versus the the fucking emotional vampire. Yeah. And the way, the way I was like, my boyfriend broke up with me. It's <laughs> so funny. Well, then I love how they join forces. Yes. They're like floating in the air. How far have you got? Just a quick side. Just, just a obviously. few episodes. I haven't. I haven't had time to watch. But oh my, they're okay. so funny. So anyway, that was Elphis the Unsteady, who was like besties with the Shad- with Jonathan Shadowhunter. <laughs> so it was already the Spiral Labyrinth was already ancient then. When the Nephilim uh-huh. first came about. So I don't think it's a far stretch to say that, like, yes, what we know, like, from what we've been able to glean is, yeah, their their records rival the Silent Brothers. But really, in actuality, I'm sure it's because they're shrouded in mystery and no one tells you what they know, you know, because they're warlocks. Mm-hmm. But it seems like they've been around for a minute. Well, and it seems like, obviously, we only know what we've, mm-hmm. like, gotten information. But it seems like warlocks, to me, are, like, they have their own system, like you are saying, of rules and yeah. stuff like that. And so it sucks when, um, basically, shadow hunters are, like, you're, you're not responsible enough to have this information that's, like, your people's information to have because you might use it to do something bad. Yeah. And it's, like, how many warlocks, like... Like, they could probably take everything over. Like, I feel like they're way more powerful and they don't. Right, right. Exactly. And that's a great, like, kind of segue is reading about the Spiral Labyrinth, it really illuminated how much we don't know and how much what Uh we know is hearsay from Nephilim. Um, And we get, I'm pretty sure there's only one instance where we're actually, like, actively in the spiral labyrinth and like not just in a room in the spiral labyrinth is at the end of mm-hmm. chain of iron that bonus scene with magnus and Jem when they're taking the book uh the black book of the dead i think right um the, the, because it's like possessed and it needs to be like exercised so they're taking it down into the vault and then it turns into that uh-huh. golem and uh-huh hijinks ensue um (laughs) uh so that's really the only time that we're actually in its reference like tessa's like oh i'm gonna go back to the spiral labyrinth or or what have you but it's so heavily shrouded in mystery because the warlocks are so secretive and i think it's an interesting like through line to see is like the warlocks are far more sophisticated Right. They've had they have a much longer standing um, like system of Mm -hmm. like self-rule. Right. And they're obviously very, very powerful. Mm -hmm. And we don't know how many there are. So the Uh, the that's what I'm trying to say. Like exactly the, the point that you made that like they have all of the ability like, they, they have so much at their disposal that they could use to take over or do whatever. And I wonder how much of that has played into or or has been, like, affected 
by human history and mundane history because uh-huh. before the Nephilim, because the Nephilim have only been around for what, a thousand years? I don't know the exact time, but it's not like. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's like the Dark Ages. So it's not that mm-hmm. long. Um, but but throughout human history, I mean, the warlocks had to live in the mundane world. There was no like shadow. I mean, they had, you know, whatever I'm sure that they have now, which is like you need the sight or whatever to see magical things. Uh-huh. But when they were exposed, they were exposed, right? Like, well, I mean, is that true though? Because, like, okay, so the the, sorry, yeah, that I'm interrupting you. The piece that I got about the uh, Prater Lupus symbol mm-hmm. was like it was a, a topic, like a blog post that Cassandra Clare did in this. I think it's called like Shadow Hunter Army or mm-hmm. something like that. And she wrote in, and she's Her talking about the yeah. ghost Ifrit. Mm-hmm. If so, if in Ifrit can't magically glamour themselves mm-hmm. and so if they have a warlock mark before like where did they go what did they do they lived in like the if shadows, you have yeah. a freaking tail yeah you can't glamour yourself because you don't have any magic nope. like i just i wonder yeah i don't know i yeah just get a warlock friend that can glamour you for them yeah i don't know i don't know because you think it would be in the warlock's best interest mm-hmm. to glamour right somebody like that I don't right know. and and given just mundane history and in the way that you know the hysteria of the way that they were like for a long time you know like which is bad i mean they would see a warlock as you know any sort of magic is bad right so i can uh-huh. see why the need to be secretive and the need to like has just like stuck Uh uh-huh and i wonder if like i don't i i just the only thing that i can think of as to why warlocks haven't taken over this world given what we know is something that magnus once said about warlocks being like individualist they like they're not they like to do their own thing they don't want to be like they're not as specifically like community social like the way other like they're not like species are. yeah they're, they're not like wolves who are who have like you know the pack mentality and want to be a part of a, a team and stuff and while they do have friends and are social most of their friends are other warlocks you know the long term ones mm-hmm. and so like you know you go 50 years without seeing a friend it's like going it you know five months whatever right. yeah but he's he's described warlocks as being like kind of just just individuals just not like not team players in the same way that a lot of the other uh like downworlders are so uh-huh. i think that's like the main thing is i don't know that they could unify under one warlock because of the like just their nature Right. Or even like it's just not, you know, something they're interested in doing. I don't right. Know. Because because if you think of it from a, a warlock's standpoint, you know, they're immortal. So what are they going to do? They're just going to rule over these mortal beings and like do the same thing forever and like rule these things. They're well, just going to me, gonna, it like, seems like they have so much power yeah. that it's not like you need a race of like subservient people to like 
exactly do stuff for you where you need to be in charge or like in control or whatever it's almost it's almost like they're they're like enlightened to the fact that like they have all this power but they don't need to like press it upon anybody because <laughs> they're uh-huh. like yeah i'm just powerful i don't need to like show it to you because it, it's like uh-huh. it's like the guy that you, you always want to be afraid of the quiet guy in the bar like not the guy that's talking about how he's gonna beat someone's ass it's the one that quietly stands up and you're like oh right. fuck someone's gonna get beat <laughs> i gotta go <sighs> okay so what we do know about the spiral labyrinth is mostly from Magnus's point of view um, or, uh-huh. or Jem when he was there with Magnus. So Mag- each of the high warlocks are allowed to like have their own dorms, I guess, at the spiral labyrinth. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. So, so Magnus, I, I, the only thing I can think of is dorm room. So that's what we're going to use. So Ma- okay. Magnus's dorm room is like, very Victorian. It's got a lot of purple velvet, lace curtains. He's got like this like river, like creek thing with like a, a bridge. Like the way that they described it in the scene at the end of Chain of Iron um, is like almost how I envision like the Japanese gardens here in Portland. You know, mm-hmm. where it's like very peaceful and it's just like a little babbling brook and this like beautiful stone walk like walking bridge over the top like a monet painting <laughs> i um didn't hear a hundred percent what you said obviously you so you're saying only high warlocks are able to have a dorm correct that that's what it says that, on, from, from what magnus wiki, said to us from the wiki this is okay yeah high warlocks are allowed to maintain their own space in the labyrinth for research and the storage of personal effects is what it says Okay. So, and then it, so it's like all this like beautiful, but then the chaos that is Magnus also is just there because there's books everywhere, like tied to the limbs of the trees and like stacked on like rocks and stuff. How cool is that though? (laughs) That's, that's the kind of Dewey Decimal System I want in my life. Dude, as long as you know where everything is. That means nobody's messing with your stuff either. That's right. Okay. So I am actually going to read this specific, this part from the last, um, from the Chain of Iron excerpt. So hold on. I remember thinking that we saw Spiral Lab on somewhere, but I couldn't remember where it was. This is from the bonus story, One Must Always Be Careful of Books. And it's uh, at the end of, <laughs> it's at the end of uh, Chain of Iron. So Magnus and Jem are in the spiral labyrinth. Um, they are taking the black volume to the vault um, because it needs to be in a safe space because it's either cursed or possessed or something and it might need to be like exercised or whatever. The only reason the shadow hunters let Magnus take the black volume is because Jem was going with him and was going to like oversee and make sure everything was going to be okay and Jem is a silent brother at this time so that's that's why they trusted uh-huh. him and so Jem's like I don't like I feel like this is a bad time to le- leave <laughs> he's like he's not really like all this shit just happened in London with James and Belial and Leviathan and all this shit and he's like okay I'm coming because I have to but like my mind is elsewhere 
Well, it seems like it's also being being as I, we know that Jim's not a normal silent brother, mm-hmm. where he retains more like he autonomy. He still has his emotion a little bit, yeah. Uh huh. And obviously, as we read Ghost of the Shadow Market, that wanes with each passing year. Mm-hmm. But how freaking awful! Like, because it's his, you. Know, I guess God kids. I yeah. get not that it, you know what I mean. Yeah. So you just have to leave them and all that suffering and your old parabatai and everything else like that sucks. Yeah, it's very stressful. Um, so he's not really paying attention as Magnus leads him through the spiral labyrinth. Uh, so I'm going to read this little excerpt. Uh, quote: With a start, Jem realized that the stone walls had fallen away, and Magnus had led them. Magnus had led them out fuck, out of the endless corridors and into and onto a platform of black glass hanging over what seemed to be a bottomless abyss. No, thank you. No, thank you. Have you ever been on a rooftop bar and they have the fucking like glass? Fl- no, no, no. Um, I would never do that. Number one. No. Oh, my God. Yep. No, thanks. That's a no from me. Yeah, no. Uh, In the center of the jeweled landscape, an obelisk of bright, polished brass stood towering over both of them. Okay. So, Magnus has taken him out onto black glass that is hanging above a bottomless abyss. I just, I feel like it's a no. I don't, like, what is, is this like a warlock thing where, like, they all have a flair for the dramatic? I was going to say, that's like a flex. Do you need that? Right. (laughs) And the thing is, so does it follow that? uh, Remember when Magnus told us that, like, he can't conjure stuff from nowhere? Mm -hmm. He has to take it from somewhere else. Where did they take that from? Like, it's not like. I do have another excerpt for you. (laughs) Okay. So he's like, Jen's like thinking, what the fuck? And Magnus says, or the, the next quote is, I'm sorry. Quote, Magnus rolled his eyes. I see the architects have fallen into the fashion for the golden dawn all and all that mundane occult claptrap. It's very much in vogue right now. All pure, all pure reflective services and overwrought symbolism. He patted the obelisk. I knew this fellow in Vienna. And then like went off. Well, and that's, he's talking about the obelisk, right? Yes. But like, where, where, where did you, where'd you get the glass for the walkway? Like. Yeah. I don't. That's not like warlock engineering you know what i mean like who made that what's the weight capacity what's the square inch well i guess we don't really know that much about warlocks so we don't there might be warlock engineers we don't know maybe maybe they didn't conjure maybe they actually made it yeah instead of like conjuring it from somewhere else so i i like that gem or that magnus implies that like warlocks are very like because they're immortal, they're always, like, keeping up with the times and, like, kind of, like, 
they're like, he's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, of course. It's all this fucking gold and you know <laughs> all this crap because that's when you said fashion. brass, I was like, oh my god, totally like so funny. Say what now? When you said brass, oh yeah, I'm like yeah. I, I I just I like the implication in this the so that black pit opens up to be like a spiral staircase, haha, uh-huh. down into the brass vault, and then that's where. The book freaks out, becomes a book golem, and then runs off, I guess. I don't, you know, I'm sure we'll find out what happens at some point. <laughs> uh huh. It's like that scene in Hercules where the Titans. Yes. That's what I imagine. Yes. Oh, it's called The Black Volume of the Dead. That's what I've been trying to fucking remember. Anyway. So the spiral labyrinth also like handles downworlder disputes, which I wonder if they've been handling this for like long before shadow hunters were a thing. Uh-huh. I'm I'm assuming so. So they they have like trials and stuff. So like in from um whatever. From the last hours, um when that mermaid, Arabella, Remember, she tried to poison Hypatia Vex, and Hypatia Vex is like, I'm taking you to the Spiral Labyrinth. And she's like, oh, fuck. Like, she took her down there to stand trial at the Labyrinth for her crimes. I don't know. Anytime you say mermaid or anything like that from the last hours, all I can think of is, like, the reverse mermaid. Okay. That's a great segue, because I really don't have anything else. So there's not a whole lot else about... uh, the spiral labyrinth in the wiki it's really the rest of of the article about the spiral labyrinth is just like when it was mentioned in all the other books but there's Uh really not a whole lot um i wish there was more and i i almost feel like the reason we can't have more is because it would be its own I, i feel like the spiral labyrinth and the world of the warlocks could be its own series like how I I feel how like I don't know just reading what we barely know about them I'm like there's so much cool shit in there you know it dude that would be so cool I would like that I would really like that or maybe like we get another Magnus book and like we get to like hang out inside and like see who runs the place or like what uh-huh. the system is like I want to know what the I want to know what the system is I want to know who keeps the lights on <laughs> like I've got questions but I want to mm-hmm. hear the name Spiral Labyrinth and not think of the sorcerer from Monty Python and the Holy Grail when he's like, they call me Tim. That's what I think of every time I hear the name Spiral Labyrinth. I don't know that reference. I know you got nothing. I know. I got nothing. Um, but this is a really great segue into the uh, Blackthorn, the Secrets of Blackthorn Hall, the latest installment which is Emma's letter to Jem, like just filling him in and being like, hey, like you've been around for a while and you always give really great advice. So there's this ghost who you may or may not know who they are. Isn't that funny? Ha ha. Um, they have been, you know, they, they seem pretty chill, but they did leave a, a, a note in some dust that asked us to find the devil tavern. Does that have any significance to you? Oh yeah. And by the way, they're bound by a silver, um, what is it? So what is it called? A silver band? 
as like every fucking paragraph of this letter, as I'm reading it, I'm like, the knife is just turning because you've, Jem has absolutely has to think about James in this moment. Uh-huh. And he's probably sitting right next to Tessa right now. So, like, how is he going to handle this? Is he going to tell Tessa? Is he going to try and figure it out without telling her? Like, because he doesn't want to worry her? Like, what's his plan? I feel like Jem's just going to tell her. I think so, too. I think he would just pass her the letter and let her read it and see what she thought. Uh-huh. Well, I like that she mentions the fact that, like, hey, we're, as you know, like, we're cleaning up this mm-hmm. state. Shy surprise, there's a ghost, but not really. Nobody seems to freak out when we tell them there's a ghost right. here. No, nobody who was around when when the place was, like, functioning seems surprised that there's a ghost here. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, definitely haunted. For sure. <laughs> For sure. 100%. I do think that it's... Obviously, it's... Okay, I know I kind of sound like I was ragging on it last week, but I'm not. I really do enjoy these. I think my only with it is that I want to read it all at one time and I don't want to wait yeah. for one a week. I'm not into that, yeah. but I'm going to because whatever. But and obviously it's plot driven and stuff, but like it's interesting that Emma didn't tell him about Tatiana's diary. I, yeah, I mean, but she also might not think it's significant. Like they're finding all kinds of things. She, she didn't tell him about Barbara's clothes or, you know, so I wonder uh-huh. if she's not because she doesn't understand Tatiana's significance to the story, I think she just right. hasn't connected that she's just some girl, some teenage girl's diary who was uh-huh. obsessed with Will and then got mad because, you know, he was an asshole. And now, uh-huh. you know, she fell in love with this guy she met at a ball. Like, she doesn't really have any context yet. Right. And I'm sure Barbara's not writing like, I'm an evil villain. No, no. Or Bar- I said Barbara, but I meant Tatiana because yeah. you said Barbara. Yeah. Um, which I totally would have binged read that already, by the way. Oh, yeah. So I'd be surprised if she's still reading it little by little. I just I would want the gossip. A hundred percent. I found a diary from 100 years ago. Fuck. Yes, I'm reading it. Oh, my God. How how amazing would that be to just like imagine somebody else's like, oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. But I it. This letter, like, ratcheted up my anxiety to a thousand. Because I'm like, oh, God, what is next week? Like, it's got to be a letter from Jem or maybe Tessa or, like, ah, ah, I don't The like car it. stairs to the car stairs. Yeah, it's very stressful. I'm, like, I'm worried. I'm worried about them. I, um... I liked, okay, to the point you were making, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I just, the only reason, like, I would mention the diary, like I said, is because I would want the gossip. And obviously, mm-hmm. they might have known Tatiana because he, she, like, explicitly said Will. Mm-hmm. And then she knows that Jem was there and everything else. So I would just be like, hey, the only thing about this, ta- by the way. But the way Emma wrote her letter was very nonchalant. Yeah. Like, I think she's trying to write as, like, it's not a big deal. You don't need to come out here. Like, we're cool. We're, like, mini adults. We got this. But any leads you have may or may not be helpful. If you knew who this could be or if you know anything about the Devil Tavern, 
And then, wait, okay, there is this part, <laughs> the part where she's describing what the Devil Tavern is now and how, like, it's uh-huh. this whole, like, process to get in and it's like a salt key that a dissolves. Salt key. <laughs> and you're like, what? When did this, when? Well, the only reason. I've obviously, sorry. Oh, sorry. The only reason I, I just find it so strange and weird is that pubs are like like obviously it has a glamour it's had a glamour as a bank for a long time but even if by chance a muggle like had stumbled in on the devil tavern oh sorry a mundane muggle i I love it um like back in the last hour's day it's still a pub right like Uh uh-huh but like there's there's Downworlder bars in New York City in 2007, and like, there's no extras. Like, there's no security. You you just walk in, and if you can see that, you know, then you can. I I I just I. It's weird. It's weird. So I feel like there must be way more involved in the Devil Tavern. Like, this can't just be a Downworlder haunt that's like upgraded security. Like, that can't be the reason because uh-huh. it's just so bizarre i also think it's crazy how it's gone from um which i liked the way emma described like basically they felt like we're the police trying to break up their party yeah. like that was funny yeah. but didn't the mary thieves have like a permanent room there yeah so it's like and obviously the owners probably switched hands or like whatever right but like they shadow hunters must have stopped coming in there right regularly otherwise it probably would have not been as big of a deal you know which i'm wondering if this ghost isn't trying to get them to go into the room that the mary oh i think so too because they might have like they think that maybe what they're looking for is there yeah or a clue to find it yeah but I just, oh God, I just, I'm, I'm so worried about what's going to happen next. And then, and then, uh, uh, Cassie's taking a break from Secrets of Blackthorn Hall for over the holidays. So I think it's like December 22nd to January 22nd. I know. <laughs> Robin's got disappointed face on. <laughs> I mean, I get it. We took a break over Mother's Day. It happened. Yeah. yeah. But I don't, we mm. all just want it. We know. We know how it goes. Mm. Sorry, my chair's so loud. I for- need some WD-40. WD-40. <laughs> Forgot about it. Oh, all right. Well, did you have anything else to add? Um, I, I don't. Uh, I wish, obviously, that there was more information. Mm-hmm. But um, it is what it is. This is true. Okay, so for next week, um, Robin and I are going to have a little fun. We're going to take as many Shadowhunter quizzes as we possibly can, and we're going to have a trivia day (laughs) or trivia night. It's going to be great. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. You know what? Maybe we should record it in the evening so we can have a drink. You can day drink. It's fine. Well, there's that. Yes. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. So join us next week uh, for some Shadowhunters trivia. If you have any Shadowhunter trivia that 
um, you want to ask us, go ahead and pop them into our DMs. Or if, if you have links to quizzes or anything that you want us to take, go ahead and send them to our, our DMs um, and we'll check them out. Yeah. If you know a quiz that you want us to take, like a BuzzFeed, what type of toaster are you quiz? Let us what know. What type of shadow? Please keep it to shadow hunters. I don't want to know what kind of potato I am. Mash. I'm every kind of potato. <laughs> Good gracious. All right, uh-huh. folks, until next week. For behind the scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Downworld or Dish Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.